Now this morning I'm going to make three points to you, all about following the Lord, which is what our readings are speaking to us about. First I want to say that we all follow somebody, it's just natural to follow somebody. I'm going to note secondly how following Jesus is different. And last, about how that following always involves a call to some specific form of life. So my first point, that it's, it's just natural to follow somebody. Now it's important that we're clear about this, because in our world today, we just have this general desire to be free, to be independent, to no one's going to tell me what to do. And yet, in reality, actually everybody's following somebody. There are people who kind of dedicate almost their whole life to certain diets, people that follow the Atkins diet or something, and their whole being seems to be configured around that eating schedule. Other people who have different exercise routines at the gym or something, and again, their, their whole life gets modeled on some particular thing that they're following and committed to. Then on social media, they're what they call influencers, people whose kind of whole existence is in order to be models for others, to be influencers of others. And people follow them because they somehow value what they say. And in all these things, people are seeking somehow to imitate someone they've taken as a role model. And my point is that actually that's just natural. As human beings, we need a wisdom outside of ourselves. None of us can figure out everything alone. We need to have someone to follow, someone to guide us. Even in a world where everyone's keen on freedom and independence. So the question has to be, who are you going to follow? Who are you going to commit your life to, who are you going to imitate? Now the Lord Jesus, to follow him, involves a totality. To follow him is not like following some diet or exercise guru. To follow him, well, why is it different? Well, on one hand, it's different because of who he is. That he isn't just some normal guy. That 2,000 years ago, this person came in Galilee, he, he did certain things, he claimed certain things, he claimed to be God. And he proved the truth of his claim by his many miracles and ultimately by his rising from the dead. And because he is God, following him is different from following anybody else. It's different because of who he is. It's different also because of the fact that what he offers us, tells us, doesn't involve a part of our life, it involves all of our life. It involves what you eat, but not just what you eat. It involves your money, but not just your money. It involves your family, but not just your family. It involves everything. So our readings today give us a contrast. The Old Testament with the following of Elijah by Elisha. And Elijah was the greatest prophet in the Old Testament. 
But in the gospel text we have, some of those, in a sense, weird things Jesus is saying about following him and not even having time to say goodbye to your family before following him, these are symbolic details there to contrast that following him is even more than the following of the great Elijah in the Old Testament. Following the Lord Jesus involves everything. Now, my third and final point is about how the call from the Lord includes the specific form of life that he has called you to, what we generally call your vocation. And I'm going to address this primarily to the younger ones here, because there are a lot of youth in this parish, particularly the 11 o'clock mass, but those of us that are older and are already committed in a state of life, this is a moment to ask ourselves, well, how am I living that commitment in my state of life? That some, God calls to be a priest, some he calls to be a wife and mother, some he calls to be a father and husband, others a religious sister. That for each of us, God has a plan, a plan for you. Husbands and fathers, that the world today, there are not enough good men in the world today. There are children out there who need fathers that they can rely on. There are women out there who need husbands that they know are committed to them, are sacrificing to them, that are men they can rely on. And tragically in our society today, there are not enough men stepping up to be true men. There's a gaping void of true manhood in our world today. And for most of you men, the task God has given you, the vocation God has given you, is to fill that void, to be the men our society needs you to be, to be the fathers those children need, to be the husbands those wives need. That you need to see that as a vocation, as a task from God. Wives and mothers. What's the most important thing a woman does? Well, post-feminism, I think we can say almost any job a woman wants to do, she can do. But as a priest... I'm very aware when I greet people as they're dying, when people talk to me at the end of their life, people never say, I wish I'd spent more time in the office. People never say, oh, my, my career I, was the most important thing. No, at the end of life, people are always talking about the people they influenced. Primarily, they're talking about their children and the effect they had on them. That mothers, the most precious thing for you to do is to, contrary to what our society tells you, being a mother is a thing of huge dignity and importance. Raising children is the most important thing to do. And to see it as a task from God, as a vocation, a mission from the Almighty. Religious sisters. I can see we're blessed to have a religious sister with us here this morning. Some of the young girls here, you are called likewise to be a religious sister. 
to put aside the great good of marriage, and it is a great good, in order to put aside the attractiveness of a husband, in order to, as St. Paul puts it in the scriptures, to cleave with an undivided heart directly to the Lord Jesus, the divine husband. To have a heart too big for one man, that it has to be open in mission to all. That for some of you, that's what God's calling you to. And finally, to close with, you know, I teach in a seminary. I work with young men training to be priests. And every young man should spend some time in his youth asking himself seriously the question, am I called to be a priest? And what kind of men are we looking for in the seminary? We're looking for good men. That if you're not worthy to be a husband and a father, you're not good enough to be a priest. If you don't desire a wife and children, then you can't put aside that great good in a sacrifice to pursue something else. That our world today needs priests. The world today needs guidance. Society today needs those whose explicit and direct task is to be spiritual fathers for our world, to to accompany people to God, to make the Lord present in the sacraments, in confession and forgiveness, in the holy sacrifice of the Mass, to, to teach and preach of him. And for some of you, that's a desire the Lord is putting on your heart. So to sum up and conclude, I'm speaking today about what it means to follow the Lord because our readings today speak about following and that call to follow. I said it's everybody follows somebody. It's it's natural and good. We need someone to follow. Following the Lord Jesus is different. He's God. He covers everything in life. It involves a total commitment. And for each of us, he has given a specific task, a specific mission, a specific vocation. Whatever that is for us, let's commit ourselves to to follow him in the living of that act.